0: Welcome to the Agronomy and Farm Management Podcast. I'm Amanda. And I'm Elizabeth. Thanks for joining us today.
1: Welcome back to the Agronomy and Farm Management Podcast. One trend we've been seeing is with the low commodity prices the last year or so, we've seen an increase in the amount of on-farm storage capacity across Ohio. And storing grain over the winter and into spring does take proper management to maintain quality and keep it in condition. Unfortunately for some of us, 2019 is the gift that keeps on giving and the storage situation is further complicated with high moisture, damaged, or even low test weight grain going into bins. Um, To help you better manage your grain and have a strategy going into this winter, we're lucky to have Dr. Helevang joining us to share some valuable insight on managing stored grain. Welcome.
2: Uh, Welcome uh, from North Dakota. Uh, Just to give you a little background on uh, my experience in the grain, drying, and storage area, uh, I've got uh, not only my academic uh, degrees in agricultural and biosystems engineering, but have been working as an extension engineer uh, providing education and technical assistance related to grain drying and storage uh, since 1980. Uh, and my geographic area that I work in continues to expand, so pretty much today it's across the, the northern grain producing region of our country, so get the opportunity to, to interact with farmers and, and grain storage managers across the region.
1: That's excellent. We actually were lucky enough to have you join us for a webinar a few weeks ago and so that information was so valuable I felt that I thought it was important that we also share it through this medium. So after the podcast if you are curious to learn more we will include a link to that webinar below. Um, But to start us off would you give us some idea of what the best practices would be for storing grain?
2: Well, the storage uh, recommendations really haven't changed much uh, over the, the at least recent uh, past. Grain uh, stores best if it's dry and cool. And uh, so that's the goal. Uh, many years, uh, we end up storing grain at a higher moisture content, at least for the winter months. And that works very well as long as we can keep that stored grain cold. Uh, it's best to remove the the peak out of the grain bin and those central core fines that tend to accumulate in the center of the bin. Um, Most farmers that I visit with usually will fill the bin to the the peak and then come back later and and core that bin by removing a couple, three loads. And that really does make a difference in, in the storage of that grain.
0: So is there a recommended amount of grain that needs to be removed to get a proper core?
2: Typically you know it's going to vary depending on the bin size. Uh, The goal is to get uh, nearly a a flat top surface or uh, as we're unloading from most grain bins today we're taking out of a center unloading sump in the in the bottom of the bin, and we'll end up with a slightly inverted cone, uh, whatever the required number of, of loads or quantity is to, to level that bin and, and maybe uh, get a little bit of an inverted cone in the center of the bin.
1: So one thing is, you know, not a lot of grain has been moving. If they don't have enough loads to deliver to get that correct core? Is there anything else they can do?
2: Well, uh, certainly we'll want to run the aeration fan and that will cool the grain mass. The primary reason for removing the the fines out of the center of the bin and that peak is that air takes the path of least resistance and so if we're not able to core the bin Uh, We'll tend to have the air go around that central core of fines, which frequently is at a higher moisture content than the rest of the grain. And then also uh, it'll bypass that uh, middle portion of the bin because that's where we have the greatest depth. Uh, So if we can't core the bin, I guess just monitor that center part uh, much more than you would the rest of the bin, and ideally try to core the bin as soon as we can.
0: So getting the moisture and temperature down are really critical. What are your recommendations for using a fan to dry and cool stored grain?
2: Well, first thing I'll comment on is that there is very little drying that will occur at temperatures below about 40 degrees. It's not, uh, it's uh, a linear relationship, but the colder the air is, the, the less moisture that will be picked up. And so we really think, need to think in the winter time of uh, keeping the grain cool rather than trying to air dry that bin of grain, whether it's corn, soybeans, or whatever type of grain. So operate the aeration fan, cool the grain down to somewhere in the neighborhoods of 30 degrees. And one of the questions that I frequently get is how long does that take? And it it varies depending on the quantity of airflow, but certainly we don't need to leave the fan run for uh, weeks. Uh, Typically we're looking at maybe three, four days of, of fan time to cool a bin of grain, and then we just monitor that grain, checking it probably about every two weeks until we are able to dry it.
1: So when you're thinking about turning on your fans, what types of weather conditions are the best days to do that?
2: Well, try to pick uh, days when we have relatively dry air going through the grain. The Actually, outside humidity is not that critical uh, as long as we stay away from fog, rain, uh, snow. Uh, days when we know that we have extremely wet air, certainly don't run the fan during those time frames but uh, whether the relative humidity is 50% or 90% really uh, isn't that important if we're running the fan just to cool that stored grain.
0: Yeah, that's interesting, and is that mainly because, as you mentioned, getting it cooler is more important than actually drying the grain, so we're really not necessarily removing moisture as much as getting that temperature down quickly.
2: That's right. Uh, Once we're looking at at winter conditions, uh, we could run the fan for a long, long time and I mean weeks and accomplish virtually no drying and so the goal really needs to be or focus needs to be on running the fan to change the grain temperature and whenever we're cooling grain uh, actually we'll frequently see a slight moisture reduction. Uh, and so the focus should be getting the grain temperature down to roughly that 30 degrees, doing it when we have you know, relatively nice uh, outdoor weather conditions. Uh, but we typically don't need to be real concerned about what the humidity
1: level is. So we've got a lot more soybeans in storage than we, we typically would store in the past. In what ways are the recommendations for managing soybeans in a bin different from corn?
2: They really aren't that different. Storage of soybeans is going to be very uh, much the same as the storage of corn. Keep it cool. Uh, look at the moisture contents. This time of the year, uh, unless we start getting days where uh, you know we're at 60, 70 degrees, then we start being concerned about managing the stored grain differently. But during the winter months, uh, it's going to be the same. Uh, we just might be looking at uh, you know, soybeans being at uh, 15% and corn at 17, 18%. But the way we treat it is going to be the same. Just run the aeration fans and keep it cool.
0: So what are the top concerns with stored grain and what should we look for when we're checking the bins?
2: Well, primarily uh, we'll be looking for any kind of uh, deterioration. So the typical ones are mold growth. You might see uh, if the temperatures are warm, insect infestations. But if again, if we're keeping the grain cool, temperatures down near 30 degrees, the insects will be dormant or sleeping at that point. And uh, if we're looking at warmer temperatures, then we start talking about grain respiration. But again, at those cold temperatures, that uh, grain is essentially in a, in a refrigerator. Uh, and so uh, it's basically just monitoring temperature, kind of watching to see, is there any changes that are taking place? Uh, and with soybeans, it would be the same thing. With corn, we're essentially looking at starch. With soybeans, we're looking both at starch and oils. But the way we're managing them, what we're looking for is any change in temperature, any mold growth, any typical kinds of storage problems that, that would be occurring.
1: So is there a amount of temperature change that You know, it's send up a red flag that maybe it's not due to a fluctuation in ambient temperature and that could be due to spoilage?
2: Well, really, um, once we've cooled the grain down to 30 degrees, even with warmer outdoor temperatures, it's only gonna be the grain that is is next to the bin wall that's going to be affected. And so monitoring the grain temperature, it should be staying very close to that 30 degrees. Uh, Look for patterns, like you said, uh, if the temperature starts increasing and we're at 35 degrees once, one time when we check it, the next time most of the sensors are showing 40 degrees, that's an indication to us that something is going on and we are going to need to probably run the aeration fans, cool it back down again. So there's not a specific temperature that we would be looking at, but, but a continuing trend of warming. And that's generally not going to occur with uh, a few days of, of warm temperatures uh, because that's uh, impacting such a small quantity of grain.
1: So if we do start noticing some signs of spoilage, like that temperature increase, um, what, what should we do? Is there any way that we can stop it from continuing to go go downhill.
2: Back to my favorite topic and that's running the aeration fan. Yes, uh, if we're noticing the te- temperature trending up during the winter months, uh, the way that we manage that is, is by running the aeration fan, bringing in the cold outside air and utilizing that to, to cool the grain mass down. Uh, If we're seeing that upward trending, that's a kind of a signal to us that there might be something taking place that we'll need to worry about uh, later. But at this point, we're just monitoring and running the aeration fan to cool it.
0: So we're not selling our grain until, say, next summer or closer into the following year's harvest what are some management strategies for holding that grain through summer?
2: Well, we'll talk uh, first about moisture and then we'll start talking about temperature. The moisture content that we can store over winter is, can be higher because we're able to keep the, the grain temperature cold. Once we can't keep the, the grain temperature cold, Then, the only way to prevent uh, spoilage from occurring or grain deterioration is to dry the grain. The first thing would be to measure the grain moisture content, know what that moisture content is, and then decide how to dry the grain to get it to an acceptable summer storage moisture content. Going through the summer, uh, we're typically looking at lower moisture contents. With corn, uh, ideally down in the 135 to 14% moisture range. For soybeans, probably somewhere in the 11 to 12% moisture range, then would be dry enough to store through the summer. So we'll need to, to really look at getting the grain dry before summer to those lower moisture contents. Temperature comes into play uh, during the spring. Uh, As we go from winter to spring, we start seeing more and more days that are warm. And if we have high moisture grain in the bin, uh, we need to look at what is called the allowable storage time and and determine how quickly we need to get that grain dry. Uh, There's some regions in the country where we're looking at soybeans that might be uh, above 16% moisture being in the bin due to the challenging harvest. Those beans probably will need to go through a high temperature dryer. If we're at 15% moisture or lower, uh, we can probably do some natural air drying Uh, but we'll need to make sure that we've got adequate airflow in order to dry the soybeans before we have deterioration. With corn, we typically have a little more experience at doing spring management, keeping it cool until we can do the drying. Once temperatures are getting in the 45 to 50 degree average temperature, then we can, can air dry corn as long as we have that one CFM per bushel airflow rate and as long as we're looking at moisture contents under about 20% moisture. uh, The warmer it is outside, uh, the more airflow that we need to run through the grain to to get it dry. So as we go into the spring, uh, we really need to start doing a lot more planning as to how are we going to dry it, when do we need to dry it, keep it cool as long as we can, but we'll need to know a lot more about that storage grain and getting it into condition for summer storage.
1: That's a great point that you bring up, that the the longer you plan on keeping this grain, the the better of a plan you're going to need to have in place to be successful at keeping it in condition. Um, This isn't one of those things you just cross your fingers and hope it works out. If you are truly wanting to hold your grain and and keep it in condition, having that plan and being intentional about how you go about it is going to to
0: help a lot.
2: Very, very true. We get by with a lot of things storing our grain over winter, uh, but as we start getting into the warmer spring months, uh, then we need to make sure that we have the drying and storage expertise to maintain that quality. Uh, make sure that we if we don't have the expertise that we're finding that expertise so that we can keep the quality of that stored grain.
0: So if you're creating that plan, you know you're going to be storing the grain for a while and you need to drop the moisture down. Do you when do you recommend that drying taking place? Is it in the spring or as going into the bin during harvest or sometime in winter?
2: It, it, I'm chuckling as I start trying to answer that question because each situation is going to be different. If we're harvesting corn, uh, we can harvest corn at moisture contents of of 18, 19, 20% moisture Store it over winter. And if we're set up for natural air drying, we'll start that natural air drying in the spring, probably when temperatures are averaging above 40 degrees. And as long as we have that one CFM per bushel airflow rate, everything will, will dry down to the appropriate storage moisture content and we'll Have success. If we don't have adequate airflow, uh, then we will only get part of the bin dry before it starts spoiling. At that point, if we have a bin and we're only at a half cfm per bushel uh, because of limited fan capacity, then we really need to be planning on removing that corn and running it through the high temperature dryer. Ideally, we could do it in the fall but there's nothing wrong with waiting and doing it in February. Uh, In both cases, we're going to be successful at harvesting, storing our grain, and maintaining the quality.
1: So one other factor that's really complicating grain storage this winter and spring are the the seasonal conditions we had in 2019. Um, For folks that have low quality grain that was already low quality going into the bin, Is there anything additional that you can recommend to help them?
2: Well, the big thing to remember uh, with lower quality grain, whether it's light test weight or a number of factors, that corn is going to have a much shorter storage life. If we typically store our corn until July, uh, if we have corn that, that has a lower quality, uh, let's say light test weight corn, it might be at 52 pound test weight. That corn may be more challenging to safely store into July. One of the things that can be done to enhance the, the probability of success is to dry it to a little lower moisture content. I know a number of farmers that that get by storing corn till July and and staying with a 15% moisture content. If we have low quality corn, uh, I would not try to do that same thing with that low quality corn. I would be wanting to have it at less than 14% moisture if there's the potential of storing it into the summer. The recommended storage practice going through the summer is to try to keep that stored grain as cool as we can, as long as we can. That would be much more important uh, on low quality grain than on good quality grain. So this year with low quality grain, uh, making sure that it's dried to a little lower moisture content, making sure that we're keeping that stored grain uh, as close as we can to that 35 to 40 degree temperature as long as we can become much more important.
1: That's great advice. And, and then too, to, to try to prioritize when you are ready to deliver grain, knowing what grain should go first and the grain that you're planning on holding, giving yourself the best chance. to to have grain that has the ability to keep in condition.
0: You mentioned monitoring the temperature. So are there some um, useful technologies to assist with that as well as overall managing your stored grain?
2: Yes, I'm a strong uh, supporter of using uh, what is frequently called temperature cables in, in the stored grain so that we can monitor the temperature at a number of locations within that that bin. There's different technology that is used as far as types of sensors. I I don't have a preference one versus the other, Uh, but if we're looking at 20 to 40 feet of, of stored grain, there's no way that we can monitor that temperature without some type of uh, temperature cables. Uh, I recommend putting one uh, in the southern portion of the bin, one towards the middle of the bin as a minimum. And uh, that then allows us to have at least some idea of what the temperature is at at different locations within the grain mass. And I think that's critical that we utilize that technology uh, to better manage the stored grain. There are also uh, fan controllers that are measuring outside temperature and turning fans on and off. They have their place. I'm not uh, as supportive of, of needing that kind of, of assistance with our storage management. I'm really advocating the temperature sensors and then uh, making sure that this, we have a storage manager that understands grain storage and, and the expertise to, to manage that system. Even if we do have a fan controller, those systems need to be observed and, and we need to make sure that they're doing what automatically what we as an experienced manager think needs to be done. Uh, And then I don't overlook the the human aspect of just smelling the grain, uh, looking into the bin, uh, looking for any indications of problems. Uh, That too becomes uh, a very important sensor to allow us to manage that stored grain.
1: This has been a lot of great information. Um, Do you have any resources available for farmers that are either looking to build a new system or update or maybe just some information to help them with their decision-making, with their grain storage?
2: Yes, there's uh, some of my information available on uh, the internet, on the web. Tell people, just do a search for NDSU or North Dakota State University uh, grain drying and storage, and, and that's the easiest way to find my website. Uh, There are a couple of other universities that have their resources available online. Uh, If a person's looking for for more information, uh, I recommend uh, looking at what is referred to as the Midwest Plan Service. Uh, There's a publication there on planning, uh, drain drying, handling, and storage systems. Uh, MWPS 13 that that is a good overview of the different factors that a person needs to look at. If one is looking for aeration uh, design and management type information, uh, there's two different publications also available through the Midwest Plan Service which is a regional effort of agricultural engineers across the north central region. Uh, One of those references is strictly on on designing aeration systems for dry grain storage. And another one is what we call an AED or Ag Engineering Digest on grain storage management. So there are a number of resources available Uh, starting the course with my website.
1: I just want to add one more reminder about the webinar. Um, It is available at go.osu.edu slash stored grain and we'll include that link in the description. Um, It goes into a lot more depth with slides included with a lot of the information that we touched on in this podcast. And so with that, we'd like to thank you for joining us today. Um, We really appreciate you sharing your expertise with us.
2: You're very welcome.
1: Thanks for listening to the Agronomy and Farm Management podcast. Join us again in two weeks for our next episode.